0: Hello, and welcome to Putting People First, the podcast all about improving your employees' experience at work. I'm your host for this episode, Podcast Two, Graham, Director at Sodexo, the industry leaders in employee engagement. Today, we're talking about an important topic for our HR community, which is addressing the stress and burnout. Joining me today in the studio, the virtual studio, of course, is Ian Thompson. Ian's a director here at Sodexo also and has been with us for over six years, supporting various businesses with their employee engagement strategy. Today in this podcast, we'll be talking about how to recognize stress and burnout, the main causes of it and what employees should be doing and what employees can do to help in this situation. So Ian, welcome to the virtual studio. It's great to see you. How are you? I'm really well, thank you, Graham. Thank you for inviting me along.
1: Um, I'm doing really well, actually. I had a really good week. I actually went back into the office uh, this week for a day and saw a few colleagues. Um, Amazing how uplifting it is, actually, just to see people face to face. So,
0: yeah, I'm really good. Fantastic. And I guess with, you know, here in the UK, the COVID restrictions are lifting so that we we are able to move around. But how was that... um, affected your your health in in terms of your mental health in in terms of knowing the the light is at the end of the tunnel Oh, it's so positive. Um, you know, I'm lucky enough. Um, I am of a certain age where
1: I've started to have my vaccinations. I had my first one out about a month ago, uh, which is good. Um, and I think mentally, that's just a real big step for a lot of people. That um, we are on the road to recovery. Um, we are going to be able to see our friends and family soon um, and socialise without feeling like uh, lepers. Um, so yeah, I'm really positive that uh, I think I think the words uh, cautiously optimistic
0: yeah absolutely absolutely it feels feels much better to to know that um the restrictions are lifting and and hopefully life uh, can re- can return to some kind of normality whatever that looks like the, these days but ian you know just, just taking uh, you know that point here you, you know life is is coming back to normal we've had a period where we've been um you know for the majority of people have been at home we've we've you know most of us have, have continued to work in some form of capacity, um, and and you know we, we, we're talking here about stress and burnout in the workplace. We, you know, what, what, what is it when we talk about burnout, and what do we mean by this? it's a really good question and it's a, it's a great one to start with because i think the, the
1: you know the technical um consideration for it is it's a physical and mental collapse um, which is generally due to a large amount of stress or, or work overload um, but i think it can manifest itself in a, in a number of ways uh, and hopefully by the end of this podcast we'll have been able to explore some of those um, and ways that we can we can identify them
0: yeah it's you know, I I, I read a book uh, a little while ago called uh, Pixie Dust, which I I don't know whether you've read also, which is talking about, um, you know, uh, protecting your talent in the office, um, which is a really good read, very simple, very uh, quick look at um, stress and burnout. What is, you know, here we are uh, opening up the the, the country again. Um, We know that when we look at the workplace, we know that digitalisation has is, is played a massive part. Um, homeworking, the use of virtual meetings has changed what we do. The need to have a, a digital business and automation of those uh, services that we offer in, in a variety of different aspects, um, the fast pace of business is, is upon us. Um, and as we start to think about you know, the anxiety of work and the stress levels and, and, the, and the burnout, how do we, how do we separate? um what you know. What is a stressful period of time? And we all have workloads that go up and down in volumes. Um, versus um, uh, this continuation of, of of what you said of of, of workload and, and stress. What are the symptoms we should be looking for as as managers uh, of of people uh, when we start to when we start to um, you know think about this topic?
1: That's a really good question, Graham. And I think before we go into how to, to spot it, I think it's really important that we understand uh, how many people it's actually affecting. Um, when I knew I was going to do this podcast, I did a bit of research and saw a recent Gallup survey, which suggested that 76% of employees have actually reported that they've experienced burnout in the workplace, which for me was a really scary number. That's three quarters of our businesses um, that feel like suffer they're suffering from it. Um, and even more worryingly, 28% uh, reported that they they feel that they're reaching burnout uh, regularly or on a permanent basis. So it's absolutely something that we should be talking about and addressing. Um, in terms of trying to identify, you know, those those uh, telling points of when people are reaching uh, real stressful situations or burnout, I think there's some physical symptoms that we can identify in ourselves or we can spot in our, our friends and colleagues. Things like you know fatigue feeling really tired reporting to be tired being a little bit tetchy saying that they're shrug- struggling to to sleep or get to sleep um, and then keeping asleep and um, if they're not particularly eating well either a loss of appetite uh, or you suddenly found them eating really loads of junk food just to try and get themselves through the day they're sort of the, the more um, obvious ones to to spot but i think there's some other sort of physical signs or emotional signs that you might be able to identify when you're working with colleagues. So they may be a little bit short-tempered, uh, not as good-humoured as they used to be, um, potentially having outbursts of anger um, or, or disagreeing just for the, for the sake of trying to create a you know, disagreement in a, in a working group. Um, or you can just spot that they're just feeling a bit lethargic. They're just not quite on form, not, not norm- the normal jolly self that they are. Um, you know, we've worked it together quite a long time, Brian. Um, we have indeed, we have. More years than we'd care to remember, I think. Um, you know, and I'm sure we've seen it in each other as well, where, you know, you have good weeks and, and bad weeks, and that, that's perfectly fine and that's that's normal. Um, but I think if we if we can see it for sustained period of time, then it's certainly something that we should be uh, looking to help that individual.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, you know, the, the Gallup survey is... You know, it's really eye opening for me just how how many people are, are experiencing this. And, you know, and I, and I look at it from two aspects. First of all is, you know, the, the duty of care to employees and and ourselves in, in looking out for these symptoms. How do we how do we prevent that? I know we'll come on to talk about it. You know, and and you start to think about, you know, those people who are experiencing burnout. Are more likely to take days off sick because they're reaching burnout because they can't cope anymore, or they start to look for another job. And as we as we move out this in you know from this post COVID era, the retention of top talent is going to be so crucial for organisations to you know navigate through this this next period of time of you know of of transformation that a lot of businesses are going to go through. that it is quite worrying. And that, and I think the the soft skills of managers needed to ensure that um, we've got an eye on this and it, it isn't just, um, you know, short bursts, as you said, in are okay to manage. We all have, you know, a volume increase, but it's when it's consistent. And, you know, it's the longer term uh, effect of burnout. it isn't something that you have a day off and all of a sudden you're, you're rectified. It, it is a, a you know a mental uh, position that we get in a mental health position that we we do need to be truly careful of as we um, as we move forward. I mean, have you have you personally in reached that point where you've got to the point where you're thinking, do you know what? I, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm I, I, you know I'm irrational at home, perhaps um, that you're you're not thinking straight. If, if you if you personally experienced that.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Graham. I think I'd be lying if I said no. Um, for me, uh, certainly over the last five, six years, I've got a lot better at being able to, to manage my own stress levels um, and identify actually where I need support and help um, and feel less, far less bothered about asking for that support and help. I think you mentioned um, there just previously around um, top talent I think that's that's one of the areas where I think where you where you become more senior within an organization, it's seen that you can't have these these down moments or you won't need support because you, you you know you're expected to know everything um and be consistent. Well the fact is we're all human, you know, we will all have periods of time and things that happen in our lives that influence how we perform at work. Um and it will happen at all levels of all the of the organization. So Whatever, whatever we do to try and address it and support it should be applicable to all.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I, I totally agree. I totally agree with that. So well you know if we if we were to give our our listeners to this podcast you know things to look out for you know what are the main causes of of stress and burnout what are those what are those key things that as you know as managers of all levels need to be aware of when we when we start to think about stress and burnout and what the real causes are of this I think the for me I think the, the obvious
1: one which I'm sure a lot of the listeners will be saying it's just about workload having an unmanageable workload, like being asked to do too much stuff. Um, and that certainly does play a part in um, contributing towards stress and, and burnout. But there's a lot of other factors um, that we should really be aware of. Um, I think some of the ones that are perhaps not as obvious is, you know does an individual have the tools they need to do the job? Um, is it as easy as possible for them to be able to complete it? Um, are the expectations clear so has the you know the manager or the person that's asked them to do that piece of work been really explicit in in what the expectation is you know the, the timelines the content um, and all, all that good stuff and um, i think we probably can all relate to facts we've been asked to to do a piece of work and actually we spend half the time trying to identify what is it I'm meant to be doing? You know, is this right? Um, and that creates stress on yourself to just purely trying to understand what the task is that you've been asked to do. Um, so with a bit of you know, reasonable planning, um, and I guess not making the assumptions that when you ask people to do a piece of work, that they know what you mean. Um, I think we all fall into that, that trap of, um, you, you may be clear in your own head, so therefore, everybody else is just as clear as you, because we've all heard the same thing. Um, so regular check-ins with individuals, just to make sure that it is clear what, what the task in hand is, is about. Um, and again, just on those expectations, so people aren't worrying unduly. Um, managers certainly play a large part in that as well. Um, and it's not necessarily always task-orientated. I think and um, being aware of uh, an individual's workload is, is crucial um, and making sure that, you know, you're not piling on the work um, and being considerate that, you know, some tasks may take them longer because um, either they've not done them before um, or, or or they need others, others to uh, support them in, in achieving
0: that goal. Yeah, I, I, I think there's there's some really clear uh, points there. And and I think, you know, when you look at, you know, certainly larger uh, organisations, you look at hierarchy of management. And if, you know, if from the top down, those messages are unclear, they almost get cascaded unclear. And if the pressure is on at the top, it's on at the bottom as well, because these things get pushed down. And I think it's also important to, you know, employees understand the why. Why they're being asked to do stuff? Why it's important? And I think, you know, we're you know, as, as a lot of businesses facing at the uh, you know at the moment is as, as, as you know as COVID restrictions ease and businesses come back, whether it be hospitality sector, the pressure's on of of, re, of returning to that to that normality of, of restarting businesses, um, and there is an immediate pressure uh, to to start to do that, um, and, and it becomes. know so so crucial that uh, as managers as line managers of people we we help uh, people to understand you know what's going on to be reasonable um, and to be clear in our communications otherwise it can feel very schizophrenic you know one minute you're asked to do this then you're asked to do that I need it immediately and all of that that pressure is felt and you know, for me, you know, some of my my previous experiences is that when you've got that pressure on, all of a sudden your you know your lack of judgment, your clarity of what you're asking to do, and your behaviour um, falls out of kilter to where you normally are. And This is how you can start to to spot the the challenges that that we are having, um, and it's. It, it, you know, and I think there's, there's also a hidden problem. With all of this is that unless you're able to talk about it and say, you know, God, I, I, you know, this is not manageable. I'm really feeling the pressure on this one. Um, uh, you know, it gets pushed down, and it gets pushed down, and it gets pushed down. And this is where I think burnout starts to take over from periods of stress. Um, and, and a very good friend of mine actually uh, ran his own business, had done for many years working in live events industry, so that's very pressured anyway, um, and was constantly ignoring what his body was telling him, what his mind was telling him, and was continuing to do uh, live production events and you know, to large audiences around the globe. And, and then one day uh, after lunch, he was fine over lunch, he was talking, he, he restarted a live show and then literally burnout hit literally could not move a muscle didn't know what he was doing how he was going to do it (coughs) and he reached burnout but because he was unable to talk about it he he felt like he couldn't he was he was the managing director right there was no possible way that you know he could allow the you know the team around him to see that he was feeling this um and yet they could all spot things in his behavior in the lead up to that. He became very irrational. Some of his, his decision-making was, hang on, you don't normally say and do things like that. He became very short-tempered, um, you know, very exasperated at the smallest, slightest thing. Uh, and and yet, you know, you know, when we talk about stress and burnout, when we talk about reaching this point, you know, he was saying, had I been able just to talk about it uh, and bring it to the table that they could have done something about it as a team but he felt like he couldn't and you know he he sat there the show was about to start it, and his team had to take over um because he he couldn't do any longer and you know that was burnout and and it was it was weeks and weeks before you know he felt well again that he could then you know take on you know even just the 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 pressure of a live event and what that means under the normal circumstances before for before we before we got to that point so i think it's you know, it's really critical that we spot this as, as, as managers and you know, peers amongst ourselves and ask those questions of each other before, you know, we do reach that, that point of burnout where days are lost and productivity drops and, you know, good, good employees think about leaving.
1: Yeah, and I think say, you know,
0: that's a really sad story to
1: hear, Graham. Um, thank you for sharing that. I think there's a couple of things you mentioned there. I think, you know, clearly that's a, an extreme example um, of, of burnout. Um, but picking up on a couple of points there, you know, we said that in reflection, their colleagues spotted some of those signs. Um, and again, it's just trying to break down the barriers that, re- regardless of who a, an individual is in an organization, if you spot those signs, try and have a word with them. You know, it's not always easy, particularly if, you know, like you said, it, they're an MD of an organization, but if you could spot it, don't ignore it. And if you don't feel empowered to have that conversation yourself, um, by all means, speak to somebody that you think could help you um, in order to help them. So yeah. don't don't shy away from it because they do things will escalate and they and then they do end up in those uh, sort of extreme examples.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think I think you're absolutely right. And you know, when we when we look at you know what can employers do? You know, we talked about that example, that personal example there of of people around around them that could spot some of this. You know, if we were to say, you know, what are the five or six things you know employees can and should do to you know to even avoid getting to that burnout point what you know what would what would you say to to you know to line managers now and businesses that are listening to this podcast thinking how do i effectively put actions in place to, to prevent some of this i think um
1: Sort of going to those things you mentioned just a moment ago around uh, employees sort of going back into a working environment or their working environments are going to change, whether that's sort of hybrid models, which is a mm. hot topic at the minute. And um, you know, that in itself will cause anxiety. Um, so, you, I think regardless of the the tactical stuff you can do is just be mindful of uh, the environment that we're all working in and how that's changing Um, and i think that could be a a breeding ground for additional stress um, and burnout uh, for individuals in terms of stuff that you can do is you know as an organization you know encourage good work-life balance um it's easy to say, you know, have a good work-life balance. Make sure you log off by six. Um, don't work weekends. Those those usual things. Um, but you have to live and breathe it, you know. As a uh, as managers, you know, don't be firing off emails at eight o'clock at night and expecting your team to respond. Um, you know, if you manage your workload that way, and we we all work in flexible hours these days, you know, store up those emails and then send them through, you know, send them out in, uh, during normal business hours because um, it's not encouraging uh, the wrong expectations or the wrong, ex- you know, the wrong behaviours. And, um, you know, limit the working hours that you expect people to do, you know, where you can. Um, all businesses are different and there's, there's peaks and troughs. So, you know, be accepting of that. Um, but where people have worked uh, additional hours, you know, perhaps give them the next day, the afternoon off to, to really relax. And, you know, don't expect them to do a full working week and a weekend and then the full working weekend, you know, full working week and the following week. Um, so really try and balance it. Um, and where you can you know, be considerate of you know, people's individual lives as well and, and things that they, they value um, in their work life, whether that be children, pets, hobbies, um, and encourage them to, to make the most of the time that they have um, and not purely just focus on work. We all need that, that brain downtime, as it were. Uh, a couple of the other things I think is, you know, equip people, Um both give people you know the, the physical tools they need, um, but also the education. So it provides um, you know tools that will enable them to have uh, good education to be able to achieve tasks quickly, efficiently, and um, remove some of those pressure points. One that might be slightly controversial is to encourage your teams and your employees to say no. You know, it's not a bad thing to say no. I can't do that. Um, you can turn it into a positive, of course, and say, yes, but something needs to give. You know, can you help me with your priorities? Um, you know, I have too much to do. Um, but encourage people to to highlight when they are at that point. Um, there is only so many hours in a working day, um, and none of us should be embarrassed to say that you're at capacity um, and you know, I want people to be flexible. Uh, with how you're working to achieve achieve everything and um, but within reasonable time time frames biggest one for me is to encourage and talk about stress and um, it's nothing to be embarrassed about we should all be talking about it we all have moments of stress um, and the more we do talk about it and educate it and I Really appreciate it It's a hot topic at the moment and mental wellness and health being is, you know, in, in the news, it's in the press, it's in social media. Um, and I don't want it to become a buzzword. It's it's a real thing. Um, but the, w- the more we talk about it and demystify it, I think
0: the, the, the better all organisations will be. Yeah, Ian, and, uh, and some really good points there. And Ian, I've known you a long time, so I'm going to ask you uh, a personal question here. Um, obviously, there's a big uh impact between kind of uh, mental health and physical health um in terms of helping to address that i know that you've taken up um uh, a, a different stance we know we've had conversations about you know working and relaxation what are you doing at the moment to to try and address that work-life balance i knew you dropped
1: me in it graham I just knew so for those that do know me they know that i'm probably not the most uh, fit person uh, in terms of doing regular exercise i'm lucky enough to have a, a, a pooch uh, so i do walk, walk the dog on a regular basis and um, but i have noted that you know, since working from home i move so little um you know we log on in the morning i run up and downstairs to grab a drink when i can between meetings um, but i have done really little exercise uh, so i did invest in a rowing machine
0: um, and Very i've been good. doing
1: that for the last couple of weeks and it's strangely addictive and i do genuinely feel better for it it's uh 15 minutes a day um but plug in some music um turn off from the rest of the day and everything else that's happening in my life um, and it's actually quite good fun um so exercise is not a scary thing for me
0: anymore so uh, that, that's one of the things i've been doing quite very good, very good, Ian. And I'm, I'm pleased to hear it. And, uh, and you know, do, do, you, do you feel um, mentally better in yourself? Obviously, there's the physical benefit. Uh, I mean, I'm sure your your arms and legs ache at certain points during that process. Um, it, what are you feeling mentally um, after you, you've done your workout?
1: So physically, you're absolutely right. Jelly legs.
0: That was uh, quite a scary feeling.
1: But mentally, I actually feel really refreshed it's 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 just having that time out for even a short period whether it's 10 minutes 20 minutes half an hour um just having time to think about myself and and not be worrying about things not trying to process information Um, we all live in a world where we're bombarded with information whether that's at work you pick up your phone first thing in the morning that's the last thing you look at at night so we're constantly our brains are trying to process data um so for me that 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 time out is just really refreshing. Um, and it just encourages me then to go on to do stuff in the evening that is not just work related. Um, and whether that's cooking a little bit more healthier or taking the dog out, as I mentioned. Um, I think, you know, one good thing just leads to another.
0: Um, so it, it's, it's great just to, to refresh the brain. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, having that discipline and taking that first step that you, that you did several weeks ago now in terms of the, the rowing machine is that once you start that journey, it's almost easier. But I guess it's that first step of that work-life balance to recognise that, you know, we all need time for ourselves. Um, and we we must, as as line managers and employers, look look after each other as well as ourselves on, on this, you know, you know, post-COVID era and, and the, the pressures are going to build in terms of doing that. And it's so vital that we, we look after our, our biggest asset, our, our employees on that. In it's been an absolute pleasure as always to talk to you, uh, to talk this topic. Uh, so thank you very much for joining me in the virtual studio and for your time. But before we finish, um, if there are just three key things that you think our listeners should take away today and reflect on and think about, about how they can address the issue of, of stress and burnout in a variety of workplaces, what were the three key messages you give today? Oh, it's so difficult to wrap it up into three. Um, I think that probably
1: the first one would be uh, around the communication and the education piece that we we talked about. Um, you know let's continue to talk about it let's remove the barriers um, and the negative connotations that sit with it Um, it's it's a good thing you know we should all encourage people to admit where they're struggling um, and support them where we can so absolutely educate and encourage that discussion I think the second one is probably withholding judgment Uh, you know and I think we've probably all we've Honest with ourselves, and we'll be guilty of this is that we easily judge people, um, and I think it's really important to acknowledge that everyone will have a different stress level and different things will impact people in different ways. Um, so, don't judge, uh, just try and listen and support. And my third one, actually, you just touched on, Graham. Um, it's look after yourself. You know, you, you can't be a good manager, a good colleague um, if you're not top of your game. So whilst you're trying to support people, don't take their stress on your shoulders. By all means, if it's within your control, um, you know, correct it, put it right, support them and um, but if you can't just direct them to the many specialists that are out there that we should be able to support them um like i said you know look after yourself um whilst looking after others
0: yeah thank you ian. you're absolutely right and uh, you know i think all businesses should um put this on the agenda stress and burnout is real um it, it's not a, a fad or a, or a buzzword as ian you said right at the very start of this podcast um all organizations should you know, address this uh, as a business. Look after our our top talent. It's going to be absolutely crucial as as we move forward. Um, the demand uh, of of pressures of work, of transformation, of automation, and retaining that key talent is going to be absolutely critical. So it's it's vital that businesses put this on the agenda encourage as you say and educate and I think line management education of this is going to be absolutely critical because it it can be cascaded through and we know that you know in the UK a lot of managers become managed because they're good at their job and having a you know A management skill set of looking after people is so important and it's the soft skills that you perhaps that we all don't have. So again, thank you very much today. If you want a quick read on um, stress and burnout and managing that, there is a book which I highly recommend called Pixie Dust. It is one one book it takes about an hour to read it is well worth it that addresses some of the the key um needs and challenges that we talked about today so ian thank you very much for joining me it's been an absolute pleasure as usual uh, please enjoy the rower keep going with it I look forward to how you how you get on with that and uh, thank you and look out for our next podcast coming soon thank you graham Just to wrap up, um, let's make sure that everyone has a good work-life balance. Uh, make sure that the stress and burnout is on the agenda uh, for people to uh, to address and talk about it. For more advice and support uh, around looking after your employees, why not download our white paper on the culture of well-being and make sure you subscribe to our podcast and look out for number three coming soon. Thank you very much.